Yo, there it is for you. Welcome to, to do it. another. You do God, it the best. Another episode of the Where It Went podcast. This is a special episode. Now, I wouldn't even call it a detour. I wouldn't call it a bit of bonus. But Jason, why don't you? Yo. Tell us what we're doing here today, because I'm not even sure myself. Oh, I just, okay. I'm just the talent. I, it's like Hansel, you know, in, in the movie when he's like, I'm not even sure why I'm here, but I'm, I'm here and I'm going to do my best. Well, I'm Javier, you're, you're, the, you're, you're the color commentator. I is. Oh, I is. <laughs> I actually listened to a baseball game on the radio the other day and I was like, wow, what a fucking cool job this guy had <laughs> talking about where the ball is landing and how the daylight in the field affects the time of day with catching the balls. I could do that yeah. maybe someday with my golden pipes. So anyway, yeah, you do have golden pipes. Tell us what we're doing here today. By the time this episode comes out, you will have seen that one of our favorite bands collectively on where it went podcast is going to be releasing an EP on Revelation Records. So what better timing than to ask Brian McTurnan to come on, singer of Be Well, and we're also joined by his brother, who we love, Mike McTurnan. So Hello, we just everybody. want to talk about... Uh, who is not in Be Well, but is not a, in Be well, well. a Be Well, well super I mean, fan. That's right. You guys, you guys know that your podcast has reached epic levels when a band signs to a label only so they can finally get <laughs> an episode in three years from now five years from now when we do the recap yes and also this is a historic moment because this is the first time that the mcturnan brothers have been on a podcast together that's correct yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. yeah and that's mike pretty cool you have the first be well tattoo that's right i don't well i don't know if this is going to be something people are watching but wait where i can yeah there we go it's kind of dark, but there you go. Nice. Yeah, I love it. You, you know what's funny about you being on here and Jason and you, Mike, is that I think all the time, if it wasn't for the two of you, I would have never done Be Well. Because when I started writing the stuff and I started sending it to people, nobody would like even really listen to it early on. And I... I sent it to Jason and Jason was like, dude, this is awesome. But then I saw Garth and he was like, yo, Jason played me that stuff. It's really good. And all of a sudden I started going, wait, I love those guys. And I respect those guys. (laughs) And those guys aren't full of shit. So (laughs) maybe, maybe there's something here. It's, you know, I, I have a hard time when people send me links to things and sometimes oh, i put up a block yes. because i'm like yeah, I, i'm not gonna we have a friend named Corey sabatini and I, i'm pray to god he's not listening to this but every time he sends me a link of something to listen to on spotify i'm like i'm not gonna click that i'm not gonna listen to it and i think maybe sometimes it's unfortunate when it's your friends trying to share something that they're passionate about and you're like nobody's listening to this nobody's giving me any honest feedback but I guarantee you the entire Where It Went podcast staff will always give you honest and sincere feedback about anything that you send our way. And we will relish in the fact that we heard it before anyone else. Uh, Yeah. So, But I mean, Jason was like one of the early, I mean, and then Mike, obviously like 
was like so instrumental because I mean, the thing is when Be Well started, the, it, a lot of this stuff was actually originally written uh, and, I, and I thought that it would potentially be a new battery record yeah. back when I started writing it. And then Ken didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't like any of it. Mm. And, um, and we had, I don't know, I mean, I've talked about this before, but <laughs> we had this like crazy, uh, me, Ken, and, and Mike Schleibaum had this like big meeting about it and the food court at Montgomery Mall, where it's incidentally where Mike and I both had our first job. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was like, said to Ken, like, so I've sent you like 18 songs. You don't like any of it. And he's like, no. <laughs> oh, and no. And, and, you know, the thing about it is like, I think that people don't totally understand that. Like I kind of idolize Ken. So like I kind of learned how to write and think about songwriting and music and like, you know, all of that from watching him do it. And it was really hard for me to kind of be like, okay, this guy that I like really look up to doesn't see what I'm seeing here. Yeah. But like, I feel like there's something special, you know, that, 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 that I feel like I listen to this and it evokes feelings that will not only I need to feel, but like, I feel like, people will relate to. And I think Jason, you and Mike, I mean, I, I, I mean, that sounds really weird, but just having two people that I respect more than anything in the world really get it and believe in it really kind of helped me kind of get over that hump of like someone else that I really looked up to not seeing it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the songs with me. And yeah. I, you sent me those songs and I took a walk around the lake at work and I was just blown away by how raw and how real it was and it wasn't fake at all and that's what I love about right. Be Well the lyrics are just unique and needed and necessary especially yeah. in 2020 um right so did you send Ken the lyrics as well was it like here's the songs no, and you had no. lyrics down and stuff or no 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 it was like it was it was just like song ideas it was like some stuff with drums and stuff some stuff that was riffs and I honestly I don't even think he said he didn't like it I think he just felt like he, I, I think Ken is big like battery is a thing that does this and yeah. and like we should not mess with that and I'm a I want to do things that like make my heart beat faster and yeah. I don't really care what box it fits in type of person. And like, you know, the, the, the interesting thing would be, well, is like, I, I like, well, my, I've never written hardcore like that, like fast stuff. And it was like, it was like an interesting kind of journey figuring out how to do that in some ways. Um, you know, like ashes and Milltown were just, now I had never, ever tried to write like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, um, you know, and it was awesome because I could always send everything to Mike and he would always listen and, you know, give me feedback. And that was like, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was great. So the weight and the cost came out on equal vision and yes. it's been a, we've had a couple of years to digest that. Right. And, but you didn't really get a chance because of the pandemic to 
properly tour on it to maybe get the same exposure that other records could have potentially have gotten. Right. Do you think that that helped or hindered the writing of these next songs for this upcoming EP? I mean, the pandemic definitely helped in, in, I mean, in writing. I mean, I, I have this EP and to be honest, I have like, a whole other album's worth of material. And basically this EP was like, it was a collection of those songs that, um, that felt like the, the next chapter kind of in my emotional headspace and music and all of that. Like it just, it felt like this is this feels right to me. This feels like a a a, a thought together, and um, and I think that I mean the the pandemic just being home. You know what I mean? Just having nothing. I needed to do something, and writing is like the thing that makes me the happiest and makes keeps me the most grounded and keeps me from you know instead of like totally internalizing all those feelings, like really just kind of letting them out in a lot of ways. Um, but the, I think, I mean, it was, I mean, just to be totally honest, it was pretty crushing to have a record like the weight and the cost and not be able to play. I mean, that, that, that's like, you know, this isn't like, I mean, I know one of the main reasons that I wanted to even do the band is that I miss playing so much. So it's like, you know, that's such a huge part, part of it. And, um, connecting with people and meeting people and like to have that, um, you know, not be able to do that is, was, was, was really hard. How many shows did you guys get to play before the shutdown happened? Two or three? uh, No, like seven or eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, um, but it really felt like we were like by the, the last show we played was actually with, um, Cloak Dagger, Jason's band. And it really felt like we were finally clicking, you know, like yeah. it felt like, okay. Cause I mean, it took me a, a little while to kind of get used to like, you know, when we do battery, Mike Schleibaum would be running all over the place, but Ken and Graham were kind of like a little more, you know, stationary on stage. The jam, Graham would have great jumps or whatever, but like first time be well played and all of a sudden Aaron Dahlbeck's like a maniac yeah. on stage. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I gotta get used to <laughs> this, this guy. Um, but, uh, and actually the funny thing is when this airs, we'll be like three days from playing our, um, first shows in since, <laughs> since the weight and the cost came out. Is that, the, is that in Europe or is that not no, next, next, next week we're playing, we're doing three shows with Voice That's Fired down to Furnace Fest. Ah, uh, yes. And then we're playing mm-hmm. playing Furnace, Furnace Fest. Fest. I mean, we have a ton, a ton of shows coming up, which uh-huh. is like, I mean, I'm a little bit, I mean, with COVID and everything, it's, it's freaky, but it's kind of like, we're going to be careful. All the shows are going to require vaccines. And I mean, who knows when it's going to go away. So it's have just you, like, you have know, you been to a show? Have you been to a hardcore show yes. yet? And uh, well, I went and saw Turnstile at the Where It Went convention uh-huh. outside. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then I saw Chuck Reagan when I was doing the Hot Water Music record um, perform in Gainesville. Did it feel different to you? 
I went to a yes. concert. I went to see Cold Cave at uh, a fairly large venue, and it wasn't full. But it was the the last time I had been to a show was the California Takeover in like you know February wow. of yeah twenty okay. twenty or whatever. So it had been over a year since I'd been to a show, and it was just walking through a sea of people navigating. I got like dizzy and, and I almost feel like I'm reintroducing myself into society. Um, yeah. and I have a, a friend who went to see knock loose the other night in New Jersey. And he was like, yo, it, it felt different. Like people weren't stage diving as much. It didn't seem as crazy. And I was talking to my kid today about how it's going to be like, a lot of people are, they're hesitant to go. They're scared. They're not sure how they should act. Some people are just like, fuck it. It's on. We're back. We're back, baby. Well, the funny thing that you say that is I kind of thought the Turnsaw show I went to was crazier than I anticipated it being. I mean, it was fucking outrageously wild. Yeah. And they were, it was amazing. And the energy... But that was outside. So yeah, I mean, fortunate, fortunately, for you know, for this little run, we have the up up until the H two O shows we have. I think they're going to be pretty like low key type shows. And one thing I, I that I do really like about um, playing with Be Well versus Battery, like a Battery show where people aren't going fucking insane, sucks. Mm. Where Be Well, we can just play, and it's mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? Like the songs translate well without people like climbing all over. And also maybe as you get older, your expectations change a little bit as well. And we've all seen like the, our own energy is maybe not the same as it was when we were 20 or 30 even. And so now we can't necessarily expect everybody else's energy to be the same, especially for like, a newer band or after a year and a half of, of being inside or whatever. Well, the, it's funny you say that because like I, I, on the last battery tour we did, it was, it was an interesting thing because the, the reactions were really good, but there were like, you know, people were like had their songs and you could tell that they were like waiting in the back of the room to come up just for the, the parts that they were really excited about. Like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely different, um, you know, as people get older. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, and I mean, and the uh, you know it's the 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 rev thing has been just awesome, and it's like Mike Mike and I were just texting the other day about like, I mean I don't know, I I can't even fathom how different my life would be if it wasn't for Revelation Records, like to for Jordan and to, to kind of like you know put this out and like his team to be like so passionate about it. It's like, it's just like, I don't know. Like I think when battery was on rev, like things were happening so much, I didn't really process it. And it's funny that now so much later, like I, I am really able to kind of like be like, wow, my music is like a part of this story that, 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 uh, that shaped my life um, in, in, in in so many ways and i mean and 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 it's also kind of funny because like you know if i if i was going to describe be well for somebody i'd probably say like 
he took the in-flight program and just put it in a blender. <laughs> Dude, I love that. You're like, it's equal parts far side, chinchilla, burn, you know, little engine kit well, thrown in there. The, the funny thing is, like, like uh, everybody in the band, too, is just like, they have, like, Aaron, like, everything is, like, statue. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love and it. And then, yeah, and then you have, like, like everybody, and then Sly Bomb's, like, full quicksand gorilla biscuits walter you know like it's just funny <laughs> um and it, it i i don't know like it was a kick i got like i mean the thing is everybody except me in be well had spent their uh well no actually mike didn't like P, um peter aaron and shane all of them have been on equal vision their entire life oh yeah that's right. Know? And it was just like, like we got our first like t-shirt design that like this Rev is going to post along with this. And I sent it to the group test and like, you know, the guys are like, dude, we're on Revelation Records. (laughs) 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 This is the coolest, like I I, I have a Be Well shirt with a Rev star on it. Yeah, that's sick. It is, it is sick. It's so cool. And then the other thing that's really cool is, um, I mean, it kind of ties in when with it, when I was here on with you guys with Forgive Forget is that like Sammy is like our our guy there, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he's awesome, and he's like he's got like great ideas, and he's not like, I mean, I I don't know between like Oisey in Europe and Sam here, I just feel like the people that are kind of shepherding this process get it on a fucking D level, like yeah. just totally get it, respect the band, but also will like chime in with things that are like helpful. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. Like I sent like, like the EP, I originally, it was five songs and I sent it to Sam and he was kind of like, I feel like the balance is like, like, I feel like you're like a, a fast song short of this being like perfect. And, mm. and the funny thing is I then wrote, he was like, dude, if you had something like super short and super fast, like, and gave me a reference. Um, and, and I sat down and it's actually my favorite song on the record. Like I'm just like, Whoa, you know, my like Sam, Sammy just gave me some direction. And it was like, so inspiring to have someone that I like respect and, and like, you know, like, I mean, the first song on the Be Well EP, it was like my attempt to like write, you know, uh, youth of today, disengaged style, mm. hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, it's really fun to have someone that like, you know, created the thing that's inspiring me so much as a team member. Whose idea? Whose idea? Hold on what? first, Jay. Okay. I know. Go ahead. Yeah. What song is it? Treadless. Oh, the, first, the song. first song. First song. Yeah. The first okay. song. I was. I originally the working title was "Love Story." <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, how did this the conversation to, to get this on Rev even come come about? Like, who recruited who? Um. Well, so like, not to get too deep in the weeds with like the EBR thing, but I think it was just like not the right fit for us. Like, I think that um, it was. I think you have situations where you have a record label where there are a lot of moving parts and 
you really have to have everybody be able to understand it. I mean, to have it work. And I think that like, I think that like ultimately whether the world at large feels like we sound like a hardcore band, we feel like a hardcore band to me. And uh, like, I, we're not trying to get like super big and like, we just kind of like, we want to make music. We want to continue to be a part of the community that we like have spent our lives in. And I think that at times we just weren't on the same page with things like, you know, we're like happy to get like, you know, like reviews and fanzines and smaller things where I think that they were like shooting for like NPR and revolve, you know, bigger, bigger things that just don't matter that much to us. And, and I mean, I love those guys and like, they'll always be a part of like the story and them taking a chance on us was amazing. But before the rev thing happened, we were, it didn't feel like it was a fit. And um, I happened to be talking to, so uh, to backtrack a little, the thing is that Oise from End Hits was kind of the opposite where we were just so on the same page. And, and I felt like he totally got the band, understood the band and like was passionate and, and kind of knew where we fit in the world. And so I didn't want to do anything that didn't involve Antis because I love him as a friend and he couldn't have done a better job. I mean, I don't have one issue with anything that went down on his end of things. So I was actually talking to Sam about another band that Rev has signed that hasn't announced that is super fucking rad. Um, And I think that I just said to him, like, do you ever put records out just in the US? And he was like, you know, that isn't, you know, that isn't something we typically do. Why? And I was like, well, we're trying to figure out the be well thing. And um, he was like, I mean, that would be fucking awesome. Let me talk to Jordan. And, um, and he did. And it just like, it just kind of worked out. And it's been, I mean, I, I, I really like, I have so much respect for everybody there. I mean, Jordan in particular has just like, just, I mean, I don't know. The thing I like about them is like, they're not going to like go to radio or go crazy with promotion, Yeah. but like they know where, what this is. They know where it fits and they don't ever say they're going to do things that they don't do, you know? And I love that about them because if there's something that, feels really important for us to the band that Rev doesn't want to pay for or do whatever, we can just do it. And I love that, like, we have such a long history together and long relationship because, I mean, Battery and Damnation were on Rev, um, but I also recorded a lot of records for them and I've just never had anything but, like, a really positive relationship and it's like everything's always been straight up and everything's always straightforward if i have a question about something you know it gets answered right away and it's like it's kind of a dream you know i just feel feel super comfortable um yeah and and it's also like 
fun to have a reason to talk to Sammy every day. You know, like, it's just like, it's just rad. It's just a fun. And, and, and there, it's not just him. It's like everybody there is cool. Right. And then Mike and I are going to get matching, um, rev tattoos. Right, Mike? Is yes. Mike I'm looking. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, really, I'm, Mike, I'm excited about that. Mike, while we got you here on the horn too, this record compared to the weight and the cost, um, what are your what are your feelings about that? Not to say that one's better or anything, but like when you heard this record and having absorbed this new EP a little bit more, do you feel differently about it than the weight and the cost, or what do you think about it? Um, well, my the. I think there's a little more honesty in this one um, where I think weight and the cost, there was a little bit of hesitation. And I think, I don't know if Brian, you've discussed this before. Well, you and I have had this conversation before. I don't know if you've discussed it with these guys, but you had a hesitation like, okay, what what are people going to think of me if I read, when they read these lyrics, what are, are they going to think I'm crazy or, and you've had, you've told me you've had that response from people who are close to you. So you kind of, it almost feels like at times there was like a little bit held back. And then this, this new one, I think it's even the, it's like a step up even more like honest and like shit, this hurts and I'm going to let you know about it. Um, and I don't know, I, that's just the way I feel. I think maybe cause I haven't, I, I have a hard time listening to any of it just straight, like, cause the lyrics hit me so hard. So I start every day at work. I listen to it multiple times on Spotify, but I don't sit and digest the lyrics mm. because it, it, it's really difficult for me to do. And um, so I think, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more numb to the weight and the cost, whereas the new one I haven't listened to as much, but it's, I feel like the lyrics are more intense. You know, there's, there's lyrics that pop out at you and you're like, whoa, like I was listening to it and I texted this to our group chat and Greg hadn't even caught the lyric and it was, I hate to see you sad. It fucks me up. Like, yeah. That just fucking hit me like, whoa, that could be about anybody. It could be about yourself, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's, it, it, it's little like phrases like that, that'll just pop out at you while you're listening to it. And, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, Brian, but I, <clears throat> I sat my wife down and made her watch, uh, the video, the lyric video for the weight and the cost. And I fucking cried my eyes out. Wow. And, and she's like, why, why she just wanted to know. She's like, what, what about this hits you so hard? And like, um, like just thinking about my oldest kid and about yeah. like what I went through as a young father with her and then watching her now struggle with stuff. Like it, it was fucking the, the first time I really, really like, latched on to that song it was heavy as fuck and now yeah. you fucking drop this new set of songs on us <laughs> that we're supposed to just fucking be okay with and, yeah <laughs> but at least what, what what this new ep 
I actually really appreciate that at six songs. Um, I, yeah. I, and that's not to say that the, the, the full length was too long or it was, you know, daunting or whatever, but I love that this, it, it just, it hits you. And then it's like, all right, yeah. you can listen to it again or you can move on to something else. Well, so like from a lyric point of view, one of the reasons I, I kind of picked these songs to go together is that I felt like, like, I feel like the weight and the cost, I was like discovering, I was admitting to myself in real time, things that I had never allowed myself to even process in a lot of ways. Like I, I kind of like had been putting it kind of like shoving it under the carpet for a long, long, long time. And I think that there's like almost like a panic and a like, uh, uh, like you're kind of caught in it on that record. And I think that the new stuff is much more about like, I have a lot more perspective on like how, how this happened, you know, like, like how, how did I let myself get, get, how did I like being someone that is surrounded by all these incredible people that love me so much? How did I ever let myself get to the place that I got to? And like, like also kind of like, uh, like, you know, there's thing, there's like almost songs on this that are a reaction to thoughts I had on the weight and the cost. Like yeah. the, 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 like, I, I really like started to process that, like, you know, having my daughter be the only reason that I am not like wanting to be not here anymore. is not okay. That's not an okay. That's not like a, that's not like something that's fair to her. And like, the only thing that I really want in life is her to be happy. And like, but I can't, in order for her to be truly happy, I have to find peace with myself and my own emotions. And I need to stop living ashamed of like who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't decide to be depressed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't decide. I didn't wake yeah. up and go, this is what I want to be. And I, and, 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 in, in, in like full disclosure, uh, what I wanted to be was Brian McTurnan, the record producer, the guy on the back of every record. And like, you know, the guy that's doing all this awesome shit. And like, you know, that was happening. I was being the person that I really wanted to be, but that wasn't how I felt inside. And, and then, so along with that comes this, I'm a fake you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that person. And I mean, like, kind of like coming to the realization that like, I can't define myself by these things that, that like, aren't real. And like, if I can't find a way to be okay with like, who I am inside, like the real person that I am inside, how can I expect my daughter to like grow up and be any different than that. Like, mm -hmm. how can I expect her to be okay with who she is inside if I'm not like doing the work to kind of like set the right 
example. So I kind of feel like, you know, in some ways this is, there's, isn't the panic that I feel when I listen to the way in the cost, like, like full disclosure, the weight and the cost of the song. I don't know that I can ever play that song again. Like it is so hard for me. I just can't do it. And I, I don't even really want to, it's too, it's too, it's too much for me. And I think that's an okay thing to say. Sure. Um, um, but I think that, um, I think that there's like a little bit, like a little more clarity and less like caught in the world, man. I don't know. I don't know, Mike, would you agree with that? Do you think? I definitely think so. And I think also be, that it, that it is shorter. There's less to digest, um, but I, it's also more intense. And I don't know whether it's timing with everything that's going on, you know, personal lives, but um, I think when people hear this, it, it's going to be a very similar reaction but i think there's going to be even more people who are who um attach themselves even more to the lyrics um because mm. i can't think of any other bands that relate that there's still uh, several of us who are older and still love music but there's not many bands that have lyrics that we can relate to as adults who are struggling with mental health. And, and I think it's important to have that outlet. And I think that's the, this is going to be another one of those records that people can go to for comfort because they're going to realize like, shit, I, I work my nine to five. I have my kids. I have my wife. I don't have anything else, but wait, I have this. I'm not the only one. And I think it's really important. Well, and I thank you for saying that. And I think that it's, there's like, there's some things like the second song, I'll leave you with this on, on the EP that, that was written because I think that when I was writing the weight and the cost. So like one of the things is that like when I was coming up as like a young producer, one, I mean, I don't want to say the only reason I hid my depression and mental illness was because I wanted to be taken seriously. But I think people don't understand that like, you know, when some of the records you're going to be talking about on this podcast were like, when I did the 108 um, threefold misery, I was only 19, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm recording my heroes. And like, I just felt like I need to prove that I'm in control and, and I can't show that I'm like in pain or like, I felt like people wouldn't take, um, wouldn't take me seriously and want to entrust me with being in charge of something that was as important as making a record. And I kind of, uh, over time, I just kind of took that to a level that like, you know, my entire social universe was bands that I was recording. Right. And so then I woke up one day realizing nobody knows what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I was writing the weight and the cost, I started to kind of like feel badly about my career as a producer um, in some ways, because I started to feel like, Oh my God, this like, you know, this thing that felt like it was so um, 
positive was actually like not that positive for me because it kind of caused me to really like hide a lot of things that were integral to who I am. Um, but through the process of releasing that record and talking to people, not only about like what the weight and the cost meant to them, but also like what the records that I did as a producer meant to them in their life and how like, you know, people write me like, oh my God, hot water music caution. That got me through so many things. Or like, you know, like, and I started to really like understand that like, you know, there were some bad things, but there's some really amazing things that came from all that too, yeah. you know? And so I actually, I'm not going to get into who it came from, but I had an ex-band member that sent me a really nasty e email. And, um, and I sat down and wrote, I'll leave you with this, the second song on the EP. And, 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 uh, and basically the song is about like, I like, it's, you know, I guess it's as happy of a be well song as you get <laughs> in some ways, because it was me kind of just saying like, okay, I might be fucking intense. I might have struggled with depression. I might have like not always been perfect. And I definitely haven't been, but like I have literally spent my life making things with people I love that will live on forever. Yeah. And like, and I am so fucking proud of that. And, and, and I don't, I, you know, you can think that I'm an asshole in the studio or you can think this and that, but I think that like, I poured my fucking heart and soul into making these records. And I think that most of the bands that I've worked with know that. And that song is kind of like me saying like, I, I through making those records in the weight and the cost, like I understand what music does for people and for me as a writer and for it's like it is the language that I can process emotion through you know what I mean it's my religion it's my thing that makes the world make sense and like I think that um I don't know so yeah I don't I can't remember when we started <laughs> talking about that but but that's what that's what that song is about well, thank Mike, you for the, the good Mike records. Mike DC, do you have a hot track on um, Hello, Son? Um, that's, that's the name of the record, correct, Brian? Okay. Oh, yeah. And fun fact about that. Believe it or not, Hello, Son was the first Be Well song I ever wrote. Oh. Was that supposed to be the name of the band at one point? It was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mike. And someone already Hot has track. a tat a Hello Sun tattoo. So Be Well's you... second biggest fan has, <laughs> has a Be Well tattoo. And then Be Well's eight thousandth biggest fan makes fun of both of us, but that's another story. <laughs> um well, okay, so I don't I actually don't know the names of the songs. Um whatever the last song is, um um, I'm in the shadow of who you thought, you thought, you thought I, was. I was. That's actually yes. not not no spoilers for five years from now when we do this episode. But that's also that's my hot track? currently my hot track. Yeah, okay. we'll see if it changes. We'll come back. I'll sample this. Well, drop it in. Like so, I mentioned that I cannot. 
I, I have a hard time listening to it and that's mm-hmm. the truth. So I don't have it on my phone anymore. So mm-hmm. the only time I can listen to it is if Amber puts it on cause she has it on her phone. But, uh-huh. um, so I don't know the names of the songs or whatever, aside from doing some, uh, some, um, uh, lyric editing for the record, <laughs> but aside, <laughs> aside from that, um, I just, yeah, it, it's difficult. It's, and it, it I, I'm sure it would get easier over time, but so far it hasn't, um, Mm -hmm. still, you know, when we put that on, when we're driving, um, it's just like at the number of times they say, shit, that fucking hurts, you know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, I listen to it every day while I'm working and it's in the background that don't think about it but when i'm actually like sitting down and listening to it it's it's really difficult and i don't think that will ever change what song did you do backups on mike uh i don't know (laughs) he he, he did he did backups on i'll leave you with this and he did backups on only one wish okay okay yeah see so, um, i have to admit my memory is so bad i i couldn't even tell you half the damnation song titles oh it was um, i had to turn mike down low because his voice is so much better than mine <laughs> i don't know about that like when when i eventually get jason to do a be well guest spot he's gonna have Yo. to go low to yeah we voice. were talking about that the other day about how jason's voice just somehow it's has so not lost any of its power oh, well Thank you. when when, Thank when you. they 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 wanted me to do a strike anywhere guest vocal and then once jason did his i was like no fuck him, <laughs> <laughs> thank you that means a jason, jason just has that like such a strong voice mike does too like when mike sings like backups of battery it's like my little voice comes in and then oh, it's like this lion dude and it, but inspired by you both because my i've been mean, seeing battery and damnation is kind of like what i looked up to when i was younger and thought this is what i want to sound like when yeah i do a band you know that's such an honor like it's so thank you it's so crazy to hear something like that because and this is kind of what brian and i were talking about the other day like how many times have we said that about bands Mm. and it it blows my mind that someone else would have said the same thing about us Um, yeah you know and like Hey, Pippin. Sorry. Um, no, so no, but you know, it, like it's really neat for me. And I, I'm, I always say that I'm Brian's biggest fan. Like the people we bought our house from, we were, we went and looked around the house and I'm like, Oh my God, they had three records that Brian had produced framed oh, on the wall. Crazy. And I was like, this is nuts. And then the guy who moved in next door was like, Oh my God, recording with your brother was like the biggest, biggest honor ever. And, you know, it's just so cool because this stuff follows me around and I'm able to be like, but hey, get off my biggest fan pedestal. This is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how much you like him or how many records you have produced by him framed. I'm still the biggest fan, but you know, it's, it's just such an honor. And, but yeah, just, you know, just to be involved in in that and he really surprised me with the the backup vocals like i was doing vocals for a friend's band he was like wait just go in there real quick one more thing and i was like okay yes the 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 coolest thing about when mike did that was that um my band members are all huge animation fans Mm -hmm. like like peter and schleibbaum in particular are like so I sent them the little clip and they were just like, 
oh my god, Mike JC is <laughs> It was really cool. And my daughter was there and she was like, Are we done yet? <laughs> can, 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 like, I thought you said this was going to be short. <laughs> yeah, being in the studio is not always the most exciting thing, even if it's with your brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brian. Okay, so this yeah. record, Hello Sun, is coming out on Revelation Records. What's the format slash formats going to be like? Because it's six songs. It's going. It's a one-sided LP uh-huh. with oh, a very cool screen-printed um, B-side, like the Last looks- World Be Free record. Yeah, it's a little bit different than that. Um, so like the um, it's really cool how um. Simon um, Tripkini or One Trick Pony, you know, yeah. on Instagram mm-hmm. guy. He did the he did the layout, and it's I love the layout. It's super cool. Um, but like, it's cool because like with the screen print he designed on the backside, like the, the there's like a faux sticker mm. that's like kind of part of it that has some lyrics on it. It's really cool, and just how it. it it integrates with uh, the different vinyl colors. It's really cool, but it'll come out on cassette for you. Thank God. Just make a couple for you, and then, and then, and then, and then, C- and then CD. CD. I mean, so- the only reason that it's it's not out is this fucking vinyl shit is insane right now. Yeah. I mean, we we finished recording and and we we delivered it like mastered the beginning of July, and it's probably not going to come out till like late March or April. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I saw Dave Ito last week, and he said that Indecision went to their pressing plant and was like, "Hey, we have this record." And the pressing plant was like, "No, we're closed. Like, we're not taking yeah. any more jobs right now." Mm, um, yeah. So a- everything is so crazy backed up. Screen printers, uh, you know, vinyl pressing, even tape pressing plants right now is backed up, which sucks for people like me. But um, yeah, at least we'll know that it's it's in the pipe coming down the pike coming down the mass yeah. pike coming down the I mean pike. so i think that i think that it's like it you know the the we approved the test pressing everything's moving forward it's just it's it's just logistically trying to get it all done and then also kind of like rev has other records coming out and hits has records coming out just figuring out when it can kind of fit in there um I mean, uh, we we had been hoping because we have this that comeback kid tour we're doing in in Europe, and we were kind of hoping that it'd be out by then, but it's not looking that way. So, oh, okay. so, okay, so have new presses of the weight and the cost for that, or is that uh, uh, no, no, um, because I think it's the same thing. So um, we Oasis sent us some some weight because EBR is pretty much entirely out um, mm-hmm. of them. Oasis sent us a couple to sell like on the Strike Anywhere tour, but 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 that that that's pretty much you're gonna have to start making up. some like burnt CD, you know, like take it back. Yeah. Hey, take, put it in your own CD hands. Rom. Yeah, on a CD. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it, it, now it, I'm I, buying I, CDs though. Yeah. You have to. If you I, mean, to I don't have a CD player. Yeah, I just go for my car. I, my computer doesn't uh, even I, have a CD. Yeah, no, mine doesn't. Neither does mine. Um, I legit only have my iPod, not my phone, my iPod, and a boombox cassette player. Uh, my One of my cars, I own multiple cars, unfortunately. One of them does have a CD player, 
Um, and there are still markets out there that prefer compact disc to other mediums. Yeah. One of those being Japan. Uh, yeah. So it's, I think it's cool that this isn't just coming out on as a seven inch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, being able to get it into a lot of different hands um, the collector scum, you know, being able to get it on, on different, different ways if they want different colors, different formats. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And, um, I, I hope that that continues to happen, not just for your band, both of your bands. I mean, I got the, um, pornography on cassette and like two different 12 inches of it as well from organized crime. So, there's a there's a market for it and and a, a need and a want for it. So as long yeah. as as long as the McTurnans keep putting out records, there'll be people like me and Jason and Greg. <laughs> Jason just wants it sure. to come out on T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jason's give me that uh, <laughs> limited edition comfort colors and we'll call it a day. Yeah, I mean the the cool thing is, uh, Jason, did I send you the layout? I sent yeah. you the layout. Yeah, you right? did. It looks awesome. So. Um, it, that was, it was so fun for me to get to do that. Cause the, all of those illustrations were, um, TMK yeah. illustrate on Tim, uh, who's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I, I love his, his art is so cool. And it's really cool because this time Oisey has a cover color cover and I'm a version and Rev has a version, but they're more integrated than that's what they did last time. But this time they're a little more integrated together. They're slightly different. The colors are different, but they like work really yeah. well together. And I think that's great um, too, because uh, like for people who do want every version of it, it's not just like, Oh, I got the same cover, but there's like three different colors. It's like you get to yeah. have a little bit of a unique experience. And I think that that's really cool and important. Yeah. And I mean, it's so, it's so, it's so cool. Like, you know, I have like some serious issues with social media, <laughs> like, but I've also met some incredibly awesome people like Simon and Tim who did the layout and the art. Uh, they're so amazing. Like, it's just insane that it's like, you just like meet these people on your little device. I've never even met either one of them in person. <laughs> and, and I feel like so close to them, you know, like we're yeah. like, actually, I Mike, did we meet Simon? I know Simon went to a battery show in like 1996, but I don't remember if we actually met him in person. I don't think we did. But I mean, he's so talented. It's so fucking cool. And he's such a nice he's guy and like humble. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 such a nice guy. And and I like I can be a little you know I'm very particular, and I love working with both Simon and Tim. They like wanted me to be happy. You know what I mean? Like I didn't oh, yeah. feel like I'm being a psycho. I'm like you know torturing <laughs> them. It was like. You know, I think they took it, the project, the same way that I take it, which is like, I don't know how many times I'll do this again in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. mean that in it. My, my wife gets mad when I say that. But, I mean, realistically, you know, it, 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 as you get older, every time could be the last. And oh, I, yeah. I just, I, it's super important for me to walk away from anything that I'm involved in going, I couldn't have 
tried harder, I couldn't have cared more. That's kind of my own little personal mm -hmm. mantra. And I loved having kind of team members involved that kind of live by the same code. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, oh, Brian's being a neurotic OCD nut. It was like, oh, this is important. Let's, you yeah. know. Make that's why people right. love recording with you. That's why people respect you and your opinions. <laughs> that's what that's what you want, you know. You, I mean, I can't believe how yeah. long you worked on the Count Me Out records, you know, like hours yeah. and day wise. But that I always yeah. love that. Oh, you can tell that you care. You know, right now. It, it, it's so cool. I, it's so funny how it is too, because it's like I, I think all the time. It's funny because I think about like Simon and Tim, and I think about like how grateful I am for how having people like that to help me create this thing that will live forever. And I kind of like sometimes started to think like, I love that if I was that for, as a yeah. producer for bands, like you are that, that like gives me a lot of like, you know, I, that's something I feel proud of. Like, I don't really care what sold or what did this or what did that. Like if the bands that entrusted me felt like I really cared and I really wanted to help them get, the record that they wanted like that's more than i could have ever asked for so i can 100 percent say that you did that for my band at least and i know for many many other bands yeah well your band was kind of fucking awesome too <laughs> Thank you, <brother. laughs> i agree i think all the time i think i might have told you this jason but when we were finishing the new i think that garth from not to get totally off track but garth from count me out and strike anywhere i may have recorded him more than anybody else mm, that's Maybe. right and when we were finishing the new strike anywhere i went to send everybody in group text i'm like wait i don't have garth's phone number like i've never talked to garth on the phone or text there <laughs> like like it's just so cool that someone can be such a huge part of your life and it's like all about making the music you know? yeah that's uh, funny and actually fun be well fact is whenever uh Whenever I'm like working on the bass stuff with the guys or whatever on the record, my thought is always, what would Garth do? <laughs> I'm not joking. Yes. I love his bass playing so much. I'm just like, what would Garth do? WWGD. Okay, I'm going to tell yeah, him. Yeah, what would Garth <laughs> All right, Brian. So, okay, hello, buddy. son. Coming out, Rev. We don't have a, do we have a drop date? I, uh, it's going to be March or April. And I think it's Rev 184. So I, we might not be back on this podcast for like, it's going to be some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we'll, gonna be a bit. we'll talk to, we'll talk to both of you, you know, in the next couple of years about your <laughs> yeah. yes. pers re respective, uh, releases on Rev before we get to anything be well so i'm glad we had this opportunity yeah. to oh, yeah. talk about this it because hey so fun. Yeah. like you just said it might not happen right this might be the only opportunity we ever get to talk on a podcast about be well you never know so yeah. i'm glad that we had this mike i'm super glad as always that you got to join us um, thank you for having me uh and mike uh do you know ben merlis aka ben edge aka bedge the name sounds very familiar. He uh, he's a known podcaster, and he's uh, helps out with a podcast called 185 Miles South. Oh yes, Bedge I and I yeah, yeah. have been talking I about that. 
um, punishing Brian about ashes and it's been requested by several fans. So when we have our ashes fuckboy episode, we might uh, call on you as well. I, maybe we'll just yeah. talk about ashes first and then we'll talk to ashes after. But first, we're going to need uh, some something is going to have to come into our inbox, if you know what I mean. Mike is uh, just fun ashes quick fact. If Mike is, again, like kind of single handedly responsible for Ash's success because we couldn't pay to get on a show in DC. And Mike ended up taking our demos with him on the World's Collide tour and sold them on the tour. And all of a sudden we started getting letters from people like, this is amazing. And then Mike Cartfield and Dennis Remsing heard it in California and wanted to put it out. And then it was, you know, and I, I'll never forget, like, when we played that, Mike, remember the More Than Music Festival? We didn't have anything out except the demo. And we set up and we're about to start playing and all of a sudden the whole place packs up front. We're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> we start playing and everybody's singing along and people are crying and we're like, whoa. And that was all Mike. Mike, uh, demo distributor to the stars. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. No, I, it, I will always hear... Uh, anything, any crumbs you have about Ashes. I'm, uh, Greg has a way to work Scream into every episode. I'm going <laughs> to find a way to work Ashes into every episode. Oh, yeah, and I, I just want to point out that Greg sold out and just, just failed on us tonight. Is he, is he at, like, the store trying on new hardcore suits? Or is that what he... <laughs> Is that, is that what he's doing? He's 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 uh, he's got his fit for the day. He's yeah. just you know he's like, what sweats go with which hat? I got to figure this out. <laughs> so well, I also I will say something about Ashes and and Brian. Uh, I and I don't remember the exact story, but I think I saved his wife's ass because she drove up to New York or New Jersey to see them, and she wasn't allowed to. But she said she rode up with me or something. Um, Cause I remember her, her dad called and asked me <laughs> if, if I drove her or something, something really weird, but yeah. So she probably has a better memory of that than I do, but I saved her. Yeah. 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 So anyway, well, thank you guys so much for having us on and yeah, thanks uh, for coming. And uh, it was great to hang and yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then, and then, thanks. yeah. Um, Have good we'll shows coming up. Yeah. Good luck with I your will. shows. This good luck with the release. Uh, I'll okay, I'll be looking out on YouTube for all of the the play by play. So yes. Until Very then, cool. until we talk to you okay, next. Dude. Thanks, right. Brian. Thanks, See Mike. Ya. Okay. Thanks, guys. guys. Thank you both. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey.